This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hey, business storytellers. It's Christoph Trapp, your host and author of Content Performance Culture. How's everyone doing? Uh, We are nearing episode 200, just 10 episodes away, roughly. Uh, Super exciting that everybody is still paying attention. Everyone still wants to hear more of our awesome guests and learn how to be successful with your digital marketing. So today's topic fits into that category uh, really well, of course. How do you build credibility online? And uh, that seems to get harder and harder and harder. Uh, And so I invited the author of Instant Credibility Online. Uh, You can get that book on Amazon, ctrap.online forward slash credibility. sends you straight to that page, uh, much easier than amazon.com forward slash and then 89 um, letters and numbers. Uh, The author is John Weiler and John is based in Bangkok and he wrote uh, Instant Credibility Online. John, welcome to the show. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. So let's talk about, um, first of all, what, what are we talking about when we're saying credibility online? And then and how, how do you get started and why does it matter? So there you go. There's the eight questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so credibi- credibility online. Um, <clears throat> I think that uh, there's, there's a lot of ways to build credibility online. Um, in the book that I have, like, I think there's different degrees of credibility uh, you know, if you're just starting out, um, there's one level of credibility. If you're like, uh, if you're like, then there's like an expert level of credibility. And then what I like to call like an influencer level of credibility. Um, so I think a lot of businesses, uh, you know, they, a lot of businesses are actually already experts, um, or even if, if you're just starting out as a business owner, you are an expert. Um, but a lot of them don't know how to communicate that. And basically that's, uh, that's a lot of what I help, um, you know, uh, my clients do and what I've been doing for years as a copywriter. So in, in your book, of course, um, again, as I mentioned, ctrap that online forward slash credibility, um, you talk about 25 tactics to win website visitors trust, go from nobody to influencer in six months or less. Uh, yes. What's interesting is, you know, people, um, everybody always wants specifics, right? How long, how much, what do we do, blah, blah, blah. So you kind of, I, 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 I mean, you're kind of hitting those things. There's 25 tactics uh, that you can use in six months or less. So basically the, the three levels of credibility you mentioned, um, for businesses, do they have to get to that top level or, or where can they, uh, where can they comfortably live? I, you, you don't have to get to the top level. I mean, uh, I think, I think all businesses should, should just kind of aim for at least the, the expert status. I mean, if, if, if you want to go for influencer, sure, you can do it, but, but 
you all, you also have to remember that uh you know the the, the higher status you want to go with your credibility the the more effort it's going to cost uh the more money it's probably going to cost um you know i mean there's there's honestly things in my book uh there there's that i haven't done you know but i know of them because um i've learned about them and then some of them i've done for for clients uh so yeah does does that answer the question? <laughs> Absolutely. So okay. So give me some of the. I mean, we don't have to run through twenty five tactics, but what are some tactics that companies can uh, can do out of the gate? I mean, certainly, you know, I'm a I'm a content marketing fan, and and, and I help companies tell their story better, and that's that's of course uh, one, right? How do you tell better stories? How are you? When I was in healthcare, John, uh, everybody wanted to write another story on the four signs of a heart attack. And the world does not need any more articles uh, telling yeah. me the four signs of a heart attack. Uh, I think that's been covered. Um, but, you know, what else? I mean, what other tactics can people use? Can I think, use? you know, I think as, as a copywriter, the two, the two ones that often go like overlooked very often um, and are actually very easy to do, which can can immediately give you credibility. I mean, to the listeners out there right now, like the, the two tips I'm going to give you, you could do them literally today. You could just put these things on your website today and all of a sudden you'll, you'll have more of an expert status to you. But the first one is uh, just naming your years in business and, and putting that very big on your website. Uh, so basically like you want that on your homepage. Uh, that is as long as you have been in business for a while. Um, and if you haven't been in business for a while, there's also a way around it. Um, I talk about this in the book. Uh, I think on my website, I it's, I'm at like 10 years, um, 10 years writing, you know, like for clients and not, not mm -hmm. clients, but I also was in TV and, uh, writing in TV and stuff. But, uh, I basically did not actually open my start my own business until 2013, but I was writing professionally uh, since I think it was 2009, I believe. So, so if you word if you word it correctly, um, which is what I do, is just uh, to say, hey, I've been a professional writer providing clients. Um, you know, writing services for 10 plus years. So that's that's the first tip. Um, the second, and this is something that uh, pretty much all businesses overlook, um, but it's just it's just about using numbers to um, to show your expertise. So, for example, on my own website, uh, I have like I've written a half million words for for my clients. Uh, it's actually more than that. I think it's probably around like 700,000 or something <laughs> this time. But, but, um, but the point is uh, that big number will get people's attention and be like, oh, this person has experience. So if business owners out there listening, if they want to, uh, you, you just need to kind of think of what is my pro product in the smallest form. Um, and then you just quantify that and then you should put it on your website. And uh, definitely that's that's a big one. You want to put that uh, on your homepage and probably even possibly put it in like a headline um, as well. So I hope that's helpful and <laughs> makes yeah, sense. So so very, a few things to uncover, very interesting. So I also, I, I love the whole uh, 
knowing how many words you've published um, and especially on your website, that's easier and easier, right? Because I use WordPress on authenticstorytelling.net mm -hmm. and uh, I use the uh, the word counter, uh, WP word count is actually our official name. So if you want to search for that plugin and oh. I, I, I'm just pulling it up and I, I, I think it's so cool because so I've published 800,000 words, um, which would take you 67, min 67 hours to read. And, <laughs> and it tells me all that, right? And then it tells me the average. And then it tells me the average, how much I've published this year, which I guess in this view, it doesn't tell me. But this year I've published, I think like 120,000 words on which about an average of 1,200. So the reason I bring that up because kind of what you're doing is uh, to establish yourself as an expert, you have to know what you're talking about. And, and exactly. Maybe, yeah. Right. And, and maybe more importantly, you have to sound like, you know, what you're talking about. Yep. And so, for example, what I do with what I just said, is I said, so I've got this many words this year, my average is 1200, 1300 words. So when I talk with clients, when I talk with uh, executives, I say, look, we want to hit a thousand to fifteen hundred words for Google, um, and it just looks better, right? Because you look at my yeah. twelve hundred word article, you can skim it. So one hundred percent, that's awesome. But would you recommend I put that number somewhere? I mean, why would people on my? I mean, I use it in conversation, but would people care in writing on the website, or how do like how do I tie that in there? So what what is how how big is the number? Uh, did so, did you say? Uh, 800,000 published words. Whew. I think, website. yeah, I would, uh, I would, I, I, I don't think you have to, cause I think for, for, for yourself, there's other ways that you can establish your credibility, but I think it's putting that on the website would be good. Um, but, but I know at the beginning of this podcast, you said you were approaching like 200, 200 episodes. That's right there. That's like a great way to also establish your credibility. But um, anyways, I'm getting a bit sidetracked though to, to answer yeah. your question. Um, so, so Chris with Christoph, with your clients, are you, uh, you're actually doing writing for them as well then? Yes. Yeah. For example. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, then, yeah, I mean, you could just put it. Um, so with websites, I, the homepage I always kind of like break it down into sections and, you know, you have typically a banner at the top with a picture and then a headline there. And then under that, uh, it's what I like to call the intro section of your homepage. So mm -hmm. for me, I put my half million plus words right in the intro section when I'm like talking about myself. Um, and it's basically how I've done it is just say like, you can, I don't remember exactly what I say, but it's something like, uh, you know, you can trust me with my writing because I've been doing this, 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 and I've, I've written over a half million words. Um, another way actually, uh, to, to do something like that as well is, uh, one of my former employers, uh, he has put, uh, he's, he's a marketing agency and he is, he's basically put, at the top of his website, like uh, right under the head, the, the banner, um, it's like it basically he basically just lists the number of words that the, 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 the company has written in total. So he, he lists that he lists the number of impressions like uh, 
or the, the number of reach that the company has had for their clients, which is like millions and millions, you know, and then, um, there's something else, which I can't remember off the top of my head, but, but he basically just has it like, a, it's like a bar that's under the, uh, the, the, the main banner image and it actually moves. Like, like if you stay on the website, you'll see that, um, the numbers are going up <laughs> when you're on the website in like real time. So, um, I don't think it's, it's like actually like connected to the writer's work, but it's just like making like an estimate, you know? So, but so if, if you go to authenticstorytelling.net, I mean, it says, so the headline in the banner is content and digital marketing tips. And then the little subhead or whatever by Christoph Trapp. I mean, I could very easily change that to something like, um, you know, 800,000 words of tips for 1.5 million visitors or something that, like that. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's actually great. I, I really like that. Um, cause it's, you know, one of the things with, with establishing your expertise and with like copywriting, it's, it's being specific. So if you can have those kind of specific and big numbers, um, then that's really great for, for credibility. Yeah. All right. See, and, and this guy is, this is why I love these podcasts, right? And and I know sometimes guests cringe when I bring this up, but people do listen to these. So nothing to worry about, <laughs> John. But I always learn so much too. And, and again, in content performance culture, content performance that online, we talk about the collaboration. And so mm -hmm. guys, what you're seeing here is like, we're doing live collaboration. I'm not defensive about John giving me an idea from my website, right? I'm not sitting here going, Oh, but it's my name. It's my most important thing. And so when you're collaborating team, you have to, you know, put your ego aside, think about what you're going to do, think about what you're going to try. And I, it's interesting how often I take ideas back from these shows and, and I'll, I'll see how that looks. I don't know how it's going to look on mobile. I don't know anything other than that. That seems to be a good idea on the surface. Uh, years in service, uh, years in business, John, uh, I always see companies, they have 99 years or, or 8,249 years of uh, experience. And that's because um, they got a mix of older people and younger people. And when you add up 25 uh, years yes. in business, I mean, where's the line between being just kind of shady about it and being helpful? Well, this is a, this is a really good question <laughs> because I feel like there is a thin line. Um, I mean, you got to tell the truth for one thing, you know, so uh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, should always say, say the real thing. Or, I mean, if, if you don't know the exact number, just get it, get it, give your best estimate. Like uh, I've had, um, I had this one insurance client who um, I'd been using this technique with to, to, to say how many, when, how many claims they paid out for their clients. And like, I was throwing out numbers and they were like, no, 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 that's too big. So <laughs> they would like, just bring me back. Uh, because I always want to, as a copywriter um, and marketer, you know, I want to sell, sell, sell it as much as possible. But, but really, you know, you just gotta, I, I think using, using these kind of tools um, that I talk about in my book, you know, you just gotta, for me, it's like, I just hope that the, the right people are getting it because there are certainly, 
certainly, I mean, I'll be honest, there are people who are going to get my book and they're going to abuse the, the kind of, kind of tools that I I've given because, because not everyone wants to have a genuine business, you know? Um, so to, to answer your question though, to me, it, it really all just comes down to intention. And I know I've heard some people say they don't, they don't like that kind of idea, but if I think if you're, you know, your heart is in the right place and, uh, you, you have a genuine product and you're genuinely trying to like help people, then, then that's really what matters. And then, and then also just sticking to like telling the truth, you know, um, I think that's really important too. So, so yeah, I wish, I wish I had a, a really clear cut answer, answer, but that's like a super like ethical question <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, it's tough. It's a tough one to give in the, the copywriting credibility world, I think. I, I mean, but you can be, you can be uh, honest by just picking the best way to share it. Right. I mean, but if, but if you're saying you have 8,000 years of experience, technically that might be correct if you add up all employees, but I mean, oh, is, I, do you know what I, I mean? I totally understand what you're saying. Um, you know, I've been in, I've been in situations like what you're talking about before, and I'm trying to, to think of an example. Um, I've thought of an example with another business, but I don't want to say their name because it would, it would yeah. give them bad publicity. Okay. <laughs> um, well, think about think about the example. Maybe if you can give an example without giving the name, but the one that comes to my mind is so every time I work in uh, every time I work in a project where they have online and print, so publishing, mm -hmm. for example, they all you know. So it used to be when I grew up in publishing, it would be like, oh, I have we have eighty three thousand subscribers, forty seven thousand, one hundred twenty five thousand in print, right? Mm -hmm. And that was the number. And then when digital came around and when, so let's be honest about it. So I talk about this in the book as well, accidental SEO strategy. If you mm -hmm. know nothing about SEO, but you're a good storyteller, you will have some home runs, promise. Hmm. I'm not saying you should do that, but I'm just saying, if you tell good stories and you publish them, at some point, something will take off. I've seen it happen literally every project over the years. And so my, so my point is, so when publishing companies do that, at some point they get readers online, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times there's way more readers than they have in print. So let's say I got 47,000 people reading my print magazine, my newspaper, whatever, but I got 1.5 million or whatever, you know, that's the same number I already mentioned, but 1.8 million readers mm -hmm. online. Mm -hmm. I can say we have an audience of close to 2 million, or we have an audience of 1.8 million. I don't have to stick with only the print product, right? I mean, would you agree? I would agree. I would agree. You know, you just, uh, you just would not be specify, you know, you, you, yeah, I, I would actually agree with that, that you could say that. Yeah. So you have to just figure out what's the, what's the right number. How do you feel about, it? but, but I would say a lot of traditional publishers would disagree with us on this, John. They would say, oh, no, no we need to say whatever the print number is because we know yeah. who they are. We don't know whoever, like the, the 1.5 million readers on authentic storytelling. I don't know who most of them are, right? Like they, not yeah. every person signs up for my, uh, my newsletter. Um, even the people that buy my book, I don't always know. Um, you know, I, I don't always know, um, you know, who they are, uh, if they buy it through Amazon. 
Um, interesting. Six months. Let's talk about that. Why? How is it possible in six months? Six months. So I think that it is possible, uh, but you would need to, it would require a very focused effort. <laughs> um, a very focused effort or a lot of money, one of the others. Uh, and actually, I think you could do it even sooner. Um, but it, again, it would take a very focused effort. Um, but it, you'd have to be implementing the uh, the influencer influencer tactics in the book. And I think one of the easiest ones to do um, is actually probably just being like an author. In all, in all honesty, because it's just very easy. The, it's it's easier than ever to be an author right now, um, because you know there's no uh, there's no gatekeepers essentially, and then also to make yourself a best selling author, uh, which is actually not as hard as it sounds. Um, but you know you could easily write a book in a couple months and get it published, and then uh, um, you know get it to bestseller, and that would be one step. But there's there would be more that. I would say you would need to do as well. Um, you know, starting like probably starting like a regular blog, uh, probably trying to do guest posting. Um, you know, Danny, have, have you ever heard of Danny Innie, Christoph? No. So, so Danny Innie, um, he's not as popular now as he was, but uh, he, I would say he's an influencer, uh, but he, he, he exploded on the scene like, this was maybe like six or seven years ago. And he wrote, I think it was like 80 something guest posts in like, I don't know, like a month or two, like incredibly quickly. And all of a sudden this guy just like launched, he, he just went from like nobody to influencer, like, like, like that, you know? Um, but uh, so I, I really think it just would take a very focused effort of doing things like, you know, publishing a book, getting on podcasts um, is a way. Uh, guest posting. There's a there's a really good tool called. Have you ever heard of Harrow? Oh yeah, help a reporter. Yeah, Harrow, um, help a reporter out. I think is a really good uh, way to kind of get to get some publicity for your business. Um, you know, if you're uh, if you want, I talk a bit about in the book about becoming an influencer in your city. And, um, I had a former, my former boss was able to do that. And he just got onto one of the boards of the biggest chamber in, in Bangkok. And, uh, he just started going to networking events all the time. And he's, he's an influencer in the city now. Um, like he just, everyone knows him. So, um, so, you know, that's another tactic because influencer doesn't have to mean just, online influencer can mean local influencer as well. So, uh, yeah. The, the... Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, ton of, ton of things to unpack there. Good information as, as, as uh, always. Uh, so first of all, um, the reason, so there's a couple of different reasons why guest posting, uh, can be helpful. Right. And same with being an influencer locally. Uh, one is people just see you as an influencer, right? So if I'm in the, the, the media, in the newspaper, uh, whether they link to me or not, at the end of the day, I'm That's still right. Yep. there, right? Like if I go, on the ra I go on the radio every once in a while and, and they link to me from their website, but at the end of the day, people listen to it and then they put it online as well. 
Um, but another reason why those things are important is the, the link back. And I still remember Greg Gifford, he was on the show uh, talking about local SEO, and he is coming back on the show to talk about uh, reviews, why you don't want five, a five-star rating on a five-star <laughs> scale. And yeah, so uh, we'll dive into that in a, in a few episodes here. But, uh, but anyway, so he said, if you are on boards, if you're sponsoring local teams, et cetera, et cetera, and you're a local business, make sure those companies link back to you. Even if they have little traffic, it doesn't make any difference, but it does help you for local SEO. When I think about guest posting, so I, you know, I got a, uh, I have an article um, that uh, has just come out on Content Marketing Institute. And certainly there is cachet in, in being on Definitely. there, uh, but there's also the, there's also the link back, yep, yep. right? So is there value? So how important is the link back on all those? Like how, how much should people focus on that? I think from a credit, credibility standpoint, like the link, I don't think that from a credit, credibility standpoint, the link doesn't, doesn't really matter uh, because, because you're from a credibility standpoint, you want to be on the publication. That said, you do want the link, um, I would say, because, you know, you get the backlink, which will help with SEO, especially if they're like, like, I think you said what Con content marketing Institute that they got to be a pretty, uh, yep. have a pretty high, um, uh, what's it called? A d domain authority. I'm imagining. Um, yep. so, and, and then the other thing with the link too, is, is you control that link. So you can send them wherever you want to go. So if you're, if you have a new book out or if you have a new course out or any kind of, new product out and you want to have that link, send them to a landing page, then bam, you're all of a sudden going to get uh, a bunch of traffic to that landing page. So, so I think the link's important, but, but um, from a credibility standpoint, um, I don't think it's, it's, it's a necessary thing, but you should, you should get it regardless if you can. <laughs> yeah. And so you talk about uh, becoming a, a guest on talk show on, on podcasts. How about starting your own podcast? How do that's, you feel about that? I think that's a good idea. I mean, yeah, I totally think that uh, starting starting your own podcast would be a great way to uh, to 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 not only gain like an influencer status, but also to make other connections with with influencers. Uh, because uh, you know, I talk about in the book something called credibility by association. So if you have this network of influencers um, that you can work together, like you're, you're going to be getting some of their credibility by, um, by even just hosting them on your show, you know, some of their cred credibility like rubs off on you. So I think it's a great idea. Again, I'm sure, I'm sure it's a lot of work. Uh, am, am I right, Christoph? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing is as easy as it sounds. I mean, I was just looking at the Dilbert cartoon the day we were recording this and they said can you get this software project done by monday and the, the guy goes well it does it takes a lot longer than a half a day so everything takes yeah. longer uh, you know really quickly on on the book i mean i know you have a chapter in here on self-publishing and the self-publishing golden, yeah. golden age and uh it does help you become more established when you can say author yeah and then the other thing, and we do have an entire episode. I don't remember if there is an article on the blog, but there is an entire episode if you go back to uh, wherever you listen to podcasts on why there are so many number one authors. 
and there and you can listen to the whole thing i don't know you should try saying hey siri play uh that episode i don't know if that works or not but anyway so the the in a nutshell the reason there's so many num- first of all you still have to sell your book to become yeah. number one the end if nobody buys it you can't get there but amazon in a nutshell basically updates their yep, list every yep. hour so you could you could be a bestseller for an hour and as long as you get the screenshot you are now number one um not for very long but you know so there you go but it does definitely help 100 percent um does help yeah how how about grammar uh like <laughs> What does it matter? Grammar. Oh man. When I wrote that uh that chapter, um, you know, I had one of my my one of my editors, because I actually use editors as well, uh, and he, he did not like that chapter. <laughs> uh he didn't Why? like it because he's I know he's a I'm pretty sure he's a stickler for grammar. And uh you know, I don't have a whole lot of like data to back up my point in that chapter. I did I did the best that I can, but it's just um for, for me, I think, I, I guess grammar, I think is important and, and people should always, uh, you should, you should check your work. You should double check your work, I think. Um, but I do think there is, um, you know, I think, I think that sometimes people do, oh, maybe it's just me. Cause I know a lot of writers and maybe the ordinary person won't think that, think the same way as me but i think a lot of people overstate the importance of grammar uh having to be like a hundred percent flawless um you definitely want to get it a hundred percent flawless if you can uh but you know we're all human beings you know mistakes happen um i think there's a difference in seeing a uh page like a blog post that's loaded with grammar errors than one with just a single like typo or something you know like it, it happens um and you know i've i've written tons of uh one of the former marketing marketing agencies i've worked at um you know i'd do tons of websites for them and i'd sometimes catch grammar errors on some of the websites uh that i didn't write and i'm sure some people caught grammar errors on my websites that i wrote too every once in a while so um but but i guess my point is it happens and i think people are i think people are more forgiving than 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 some people think um but yeah to, to say grammar is important definitely uh definitely double check your work but just don't be like neurotic about it. That, that's, that's how I, that's my, my philosophy on grammar. <laughs> yeah. And so first of all, I mean, I, I agreed. Uh, we do need to have sentences that yes. make sense and that are correct. Um, you know, but sometimes it's debatable. It's not a grammar error. It's that's, um, potentially style or comprehension. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just writing a piece of copy today, actually, that some people would consider a grammar error, but it was a conscious choice. Uh, I started a sentence with which the word, which, uh, W H I C H. And I know some people would probably say this is not correct grammar, but you know, it's copywriting. And I think, uh, you know, with copywriting specifically, uh, the, the choices you're making are a lot it's a lot about ways to get people's attention and to keep their attention. So if you do unusual things like with your grammar, uh, sometimes it's going to, to keep the reader reading. So, um, so, 
so yeah, I mean, I think it's okay to to do that. And I I always kind of make these highly stylized choices that, that some people I'm sure would hate. <laughs> right. So, it, and, and the other thing too, is I did write about that Cafe Pacific um, put their name on a new plane and I'm sure they're, they're probably flying in and out of Bangkok, I assume, uh, but um, they misspelled. Oh man, name, that that's actually right? pretty bad on, on the plane. On a, on, on oh. a new plane. And so I, I've been using this as an example with uh, every writer. I said, so you don't want to make mistakes. I get it. But if an international airline can misspell their own name and um, laugh about it and move forward, you can too. So all they did is they put, they tweeted a picture <laughs> and said, whoops, this one, need, this one needs to go back to the paint shop, which <laughs> it does because it's misspelled. Um, so, you know, keep that that's, in mind. I mean, certainly some things will. Yeah, that that's great. That That's really great. And that's actually really great for branding. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure their customers actually like them more for that, that they can like make a joke about it, you know, like, so, um, that's a really good example. Definitely. I, I, I will still yeah. be flying Cathay Pacific. They're, they're actually my favorite airline. So <laughs> uh, I'll definitely be flying them regardless of their big spelling error. I, I also think some people just always look for something to pick on. I quite agree. frankly, my, <laughs> my, my opinion on grammar is unless you pay me to criticize your grammar, I'm not going to, <laughs> um, for, for the most part. Guys, John's book can be found at ctrap.online forward slash credibility that's working. And um, you can check it out there. Instant credibility, 25 tips in, uh, you can start implementing in six months. John, where else can people find you, connect with you on the web? Ah, um, let's see. Uh, I would say LinkedIn is good. Find me on LinkedIn. Um, just John Weiler, uh, you, you should be able to find me. Otherwise, uh, I do have another business called uh, Ordinary Dude Meditation because I'm a longtime meditator. Um, <laughs> uh, but you can connect me at ordinary with. You can sign up for my newsletter there, ordinarydudemeditation.com, or you can uh, follow me on Facebook. Um, but I would say that's that's where you can find me. Fantastic. And Weiler, everyone, is spelled uh, W-E-I-L-E-R. So um, connect with him. John, thanks for joining us. And also, I'm just looking at the book here. I mean, it's, you know, number four in PR. So it's, uh, it, it is definitely, uh, people are reading it. And yeah. hopefully it helps people tell better stories and be more real um, while they're sharing their their expertise. Uh, John, thanks for joining Great. us. Great. Thank you so much for having me, Christoph. It's been a it's been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. You bet. Thanks everyone for listening. Until next time. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.